0: Welcome to iPad Pros the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show.
1: Yeah, the, well, keyboard shortcut, so command O to open is basically at any point if you hit command O whatever you have selected will be opened in a new window. There is a yeah, drag and drop on iPad. Yeah, you, you can drag a note or a project or a related note, anything, basically everywhere where you see a a, a note in the UI, you can pick it up and just drag it to the side of the screen and and it becomes a a, a new window as well
0: welcome back to another episode of epipros i'm really excited in this episode to be joined by alex the founder and co-owner of agenda agenda is one of my favorite note-taking apps that really thoughtfully integrates with your calendar and in this episode we dive into their latest update agenda 17 which brings multiple window support to both the ipad and the mac and there was a lot to dive into here. The window support was really well thought out, and I'm really just excited to dive deep with Alex into all the updates found with Agenda 17 and some of the previous updates. Before we dive into the episode, I want to remind everyone, you can support this podcast over at patreon.com slash ipadpros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. And with that, here is my interview with Alex. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> nice to be there. Uh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, your partner Drew was on um last uh a while back, episode 48 for in April of 2019. So there's been a lot of updates to agenda which uh you're a big part of. You're one of two uh, yeah. people on that team.
1: Uh so welcome. Yeah, you spoke to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and Drew.
0: Yeah. So uh, two main topics today. Agenda 17 came out very recently here. And Stage Manager is kind of a a part of uh, why that app uh, on iPad uh, works uh, as well as it does. um, uh, Because it's all about multi-windows. And you can do split screen now, uh, which is great. But Stage Manager really makes Agenda 17 shine. So we'll we'll talk about all that. But um, before we get to that, I just want to ask what's your current kind of iPad setup and what role the iPad has for you kind
1: of day to day. Um I've got uh, a, a few iPads and I have to be honest it's more because my, my I'm fighting to get them out of the hands of my kids. <laughs> 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 you know they always get annoyed when I get close to a release because uh, you know dad needs to test more so <laughs> 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 So that that's so is it's a it's a combination of things and most of them uh are um, fourteen ins or the or eleven ins uh, sorry eleven ins uh, ipads um with a keyboard uh smart smart keyboard um and yeah I use various ones i've got this uh this m one ipad obviously uh to test for you know stage manager well and then I've got a few other ones uh as well but mostly uh, for testing purposes um, for agenda yeah excellent That's mainly. And my yeah. wife is uh, is an artist and she uses a, a larger iPad for drawing mainly. And so that, that's another one that we have in the house. So
0: nice. I'll just yeah. Dead to switch, Yeah. And then the Apple Pencil with them to make, because Agenda yeah, does exactly. do some cool stuff there um, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you have any favorite iPad apps outside of Agenda, of course?
1: Um well, I, I like I like playing around with the pencil, I should say. So Procreate is is a is a is a favorite, and my wife's using that a lot for her drawings. Um, and, and that's basically also the story, I guess, for me and the iPad. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's I like the iPad for for consuming uh, more than actually so hard work because most of the day i'm behind my mac so i'll, I'll use a mac um, right because you can't iPad, yet
0: build agenda from an ipad with uh, no, no, with no you, playgrounds that won't quite work e- in there
1: <laughs> exactly exactly no that, that that's a bit uh, a step too far i think and um no, but I I use it as a device where you know it's nice to sit on the couch, be lightweight. Effectively, it's a, for me, it's very much that lightweight experience, and uh, and, and it's great for consuming media. It's uh, it's great for for drawing with a pencil. It's it's very hands-on because you touch yeah. the device really literally, right? So, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I like about the iPad. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, for those that aren't familiar with Agenda. Uh, I don't know who you are out there, but there are people, I'm sure, still. Uh, Can you give me the elevator pitch on what this app is and who it's for?
1: Yeah, uh, Agenda is a note-taking app, um, and I guess the unique thing about it is that it's it seeming seamlessly integrates with your calendar and and with dates in general. So that's also its really its point. It's it's uh, mo- most notes in a certainly in a professional or serious hobby environment or study environment have to do with with uh, dates in some way or form. So events and dates. So uh, be t- you know pertaining to a meeting or to a certain project where you have deadlines and and, and plans. And so all your notes relate to some dates usually. Um and, and that's what agenda is 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 really taking uh you know um to the f- to yeah f- to the front. I mean that that's what it it's all about. It's assigning dates and events to your notes, uh, pretty much.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And it's super smart in that way. Like if you have a meeting coming up, you can assign it to that meeting or you know, a podcast interview in my case. And yeah.
1: Exactly. And you see your calendar on the side and so it's it's really for people to take notes in a more professional environment or doing serious hobbies. Um, But I mean, it works as a generic note taking as well. So it's great for people at work, but also, you know, uh, creatives, uh, students, uh, you know, everybody that uh, takes notes in a more serious way.
0: Yeah. What are some of the ways you personally use Agenda?
1: Uh, Well, yeah, that's I built, you know, Drew and I, we built the app for ourselves. And so we're also both using it every For everything, really, and so I use it literally for everything for when it comes yeah. to note taking so I, I keep track of uh, you know very practically um, what we 're going to do with agenda, all the ideas I have about the app, I track the releases with it uh, you know um, when I make a, we have a YouTube channel, so when I get ideas and, and the scripts, I, I write them in agenda, but also all the other meetings I have uh, you know everything pretty much from 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 lists to you know what i have to take on travel to 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 literally a very hardcore agenda buck tracking almost yeah yeah
0: so uh before we get to agenda 17 i want to just ask and touch on do you have any favorite updates from the past couple of years to agenda like what have been the features you and drew have added that you continue to be delighted with and use day in and
1: day out as
0: like Oh, I'm so glad we we did that in version whatever
1: back yeah, in the day. I mean, Yeah, I, I guess the personal uh, you know, the, one of my personal favorite is the um, is the open quickly feature. So you, you you press option space and it you get a quick way to quickly find your notes and it and from that we kind of developed these uh, actions that we call them so that's really more of a power user but you you type a backslash character and then it it starts auto completing and it has not only just auto completion of tags and 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 people but also actions really so you can say i want to one one that i always use is a sort so i backslash sort and it it puts all these uh, checked off items to the bottom and you know that's that's an example of the ones i use a lot and so um, it's it's a power feature, but I think it's it's uh, it's one that I use personally a lot, and and I, I like the way it, it ended up uh, being. You know, it's uh, that that's yeah. what I like. You know, you have some ideas and, and you, uh, something that can be unique to your app, and, and and could work well. And if it then comes out that way, and you see people liking it a lot, it it it's really cool to see.
0: Yeah, back in the Mac days for me in college, I remember Quicksilver and uh it r- yeah. reminds me of a lot of the power you can get out of just using your keyboard to just type a few things and you're you're there and doing it that's, exactly yeah.
1: yeah and yeah that's exactly the idea yeah
0: yeah so uh, agenda 17 the big addition here is true multi window support on the iPad as well as the Mac uh, so first off congrats on this big change to agenda so um what are some of were the goals in supporting multi window cuz it seems like uh, you know you could just kind of throw it in there but you it seems like you guys thought it through a bit more than just like let's throw it in there
1: yeah i mean it agenda is is, is you know like i i mentioned that in the uh, we always make a, a, a video around the releases now and and so one of the things i i started this video is saying like look agenda is a is a single window app uh, you know yeah and, and that's still true i mean we're not switching to um, you know, text edits, like, uh, you know, just open a note with every uh, window with every of your notes. So yeah, it, the, the philosophy is still that's the basics because it works so well. And we've not had multiple window support for a long time. And, and, you know, we started with this basically this shoebox of all your notes and, and everything is in one window. Um, and that's still the basis. Um, but there are simply cases where it's just really nice to have a win, uh, you know, a note in a window, and especially like the, you know, the, uh, the the call we have now, you know, to have your notes there and not have this large window, but just have it on the side, either to mm-hmm. you know look at your notes or to keep notes. Um, that's a, a classic example. Or when you have, you know, you're reorganizing things or you're you're comparing things, that's when it makes sense to not have to switch all the time because that's the downside of a single window app. So the philosophy was, yeah, it's something I certainly also always wanted because I, you know, you have a lot of calls and meetings and uh, video calls especially where it's just super useful to have your notes next to the video chat and be able to quickly add them. Um, So that was one of the use cases, but it was always the philosophy of, okay, there will be times when you open a note in a separate window uh, but most of the time, you will just work still in that single window mode. So it was definitely not a kind of let's turn this all around. It's more like yeah. in certain cases, it's easy to open a note in a window, and then it should also be fast. You should be quickly be able to open this note that I'm looking at um, in a separate window, so you can take it somewhere or place it somewhere, almost like a placeholder. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so that was the philosophy in the design as well.
0: Okay, yeah. And what does it mean for Agenda on iPad? Does it mean you have – you mentioned Agenda is like a single window app, or initially designed that way. It's the full user interface, um, like in kind of what kind of new interactions are possible with this update having Agenda in multiple places.
1: Yeah, so on iPad it's it's slightly different because, like you say, I mean – it's some. It's a subtle difference that you only. You know, in a way, I kind of. I. I usually pick one of the two platforms to mm-hmm. to start building the feature. In this case, I picked the Mac. Yeah. Um, as the first one, um, and, and that's where I felt it made sense to keep a single window that's always there, um, and then you open notes in several other windows next to it. Right. Uh, but you would always kind of go back to this one main window as we call it right so yeah because on the Mac you'll um, have
0: you know 10 10 overlapping windows and
1: exactly and then I moved to the iPad and I started kind of implementing it the same way so you would have a a kind of on the iPad it's called scenes but it's effectively kind of windows and um, I would have this main scene and you would try to come back to it but very kind of Quickly in, I noticed that this didn't work well on the iPad because it's not designed that way. Um, and, and then you can talk about the benefits and the downsides, but it's simply, I noticed I was just fighting the system because yeah. you have to kind of say, okay, now I would have to switch this other scene back in and you would get this kind of big, large kind of back and forth switching of Because you of could get
0: scenes. stuck if you didn't have the full interface in, in certain places, you'd be like,
1: oh, yes, crap, exactly. now I need to close it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, because you know, the, the way the, the agenda window works is we have on the left, we have this sidebar where you pick your projects, and in the middle you have your notes, and then on the right side you have your calendar and, and, and your related notes and other uh, items. So that's the main window. And those two left and right bars you can close and open, right? Mm-hmm. So on the Mac it works at only the main window has those bars on the side, right. and you have these kind of lightweight windows, which is just the note, and that's it. And you can't, say, you know, open those sidebars again, um, and, and that works okay on a Mac because it's so, you know, it, the way it works. But on iPad, it, it, it you would have to kind of modally switch back to this main window, and it's a big transition and very in your face, and it, that just does not work well. So. Instead, on the iPad, every window and every scene has this um, has these sidebars. Yeah. So you, the full app is 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 there in every window, basically. Yeah. Uh, and there is no distinction between, a, say, a window that is like a the main one and 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 kind of more auxiliary uh, or additional windows. There is every window is same. The only thing that we do is that we are a bit more clever to when you open a note in a window to then hide those sidebars. So it feels a little bit the same way, but at least from every window you can, again, make it look the same as the main window if you wanted to, and you can navigate without having to go back and have these large transitions all the time.
0: Yeah, and it reminds me a bit of focus mode, where you're opening a note in a new window and it is the full app, but you're hiding everything else. So whether it be a note, uh, a search query, whatever it is, you're just like focusing in on that content for the main window. And then if you want to, you can then access everything else. But to, to start, at least it's focusing in on what you want to focus exactly. on. Exactly. So
1: when when you spawn a new window, so to speak, then it basically hides those bars. And so it feels that like you're focused on that single node. But if you would want to go from there to back to another node, you don't have to go back to the main window, which on the Mac obviously is just like a command tap or something to yeah. switch to the other window. And on iPad, that would be a large kind of like, uh, oh, where did I go now? Um, yeah, type transition. So you want to prevent those. Yeah. So on them, and that's that's the main difference on on iPad. And then there is uh, this kind of in between thing that they came up with, which is like a. a kind of a window that floats above your other, uh, you know, but your main window. So for instance, in mail, you can have your your messages pop up in this kind of, uh, yeah, in a floating window, mm-hmm. above, where you still see the original content where you came from below it, right? Yeah. And so they they introduced that as a kind of halfway state, and it's a bit, in that sense, also a little bit odd, Um but that—that's also what Agenda supports. Is if you open a node in, in first instance, it will actually make it float above it, and from there you can decide: okay, I want to take this full screen, or I'm going to dismiss it again. So it, it brings you a little bit like in, into this halfway state where you can still decide to go back to where you were, or you say no, I really want to focus on this one, and I'm gonna—I'm gonna open it in a full screen mode, for instance.
0: How do you um let's initiate the floating window on iPad?
1: So no so on, on every note has a has a button um in the lower right corner that instantly allows you to open that note into a into a window. So what that button does is exactly open that node in this kind of floating state, which is almost like a focused mode. Mm-hmm. And from there you can take it further on um into either full screen or split screen or slide over. You know, you have all these varial variants that Apple introduced depending on the use case that you that you that you gotcha. Have. Yeah, so that's the default and then you can decide what to do with it at the that point. That's yeah. that's smart. Yeah.
0: In one question I have is um how does live updating work here? Say you have the same note in two windows and different stage managers, you know, stages. How quickly would one node update on the other stage and do you have to Worry at all um, about
1: that? In, yeah, so we were lucky because we kind of built all that stuff already um, as part of the original agenda, so I didn't mm-hmm. have to do much there. Um, the way it works, um, it it updates upon a save, effectively. Okay. So if I'm editing on one, if I'm editing on a OneNote, um, it will save every I don't know, five seconds by default or something, and that will the moment that the other window will also update. Uh, but the, we also added some more kind of cues. So if I deselect the node, that's a trigger to update. If I mm-hmm. go to a different scene, it's a, it's. I always we always for, enforce a save also okay. to make sure that it, your data is saved automatically in case I don't know the app quits or is yeah. out of memory or whatever. Um, so in those moments, it was so it will always feel faster in that way. So usually, what happens is when you anyway switch to a different. Uh, window, you know, you would either deselect a node, and uh, and that's also when you expect kind of the data to be in sync. So the short the the short answer is not on every keystroke, but on every save. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And the funny thing, saves. I remember back in my Mac days, like it was like you save, but an iPad is just kind of automatic and it's smart in that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of these things where. I, I I'm not sure by heart if we did that on iPad, but I think on Mac people at some point even they expect you to, you know there's such Mand a S. routine of Command <laughs> S that, yes. that, that that we actually do that too you know we use yeah. as a too. We enforce or save it as trigger to reinforce a save at <laughs> moment because yeah, but anyway that that would yeah be, I don't think we are I've added a shortcut on on iPad actually
0: yeah so uh, you mentioned the button on every window to open that note in a new window what are some of the other ways you can engage a new window? I know you can just be dragging stuff from various places yeah. and there's different yeah, ways. Yeah. To.
1: The, yeah the, well, keyboard shortcut. So command O of the open is basically at any point, if you hit command O, whatever you have selected, will be opened in a new okay. window. Um, there is a yeah drag and drop on iPad. Yeah, you, you can drag a note or a project or a related note. Anything basically everywhere where you see a a a note in the UI, you can pick it up and just drag it to the side of the screen, and and it becomes a a, a new window as well.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I really liked was the related notes. There was a little link, and I could just pop that link over, and it opened a brand new new window exactly, from that. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that's also the idea that it it's also that's one of the nice things of adding this um um yeah this multiple windows feature is exactly that is to also be able to in some way preview a node without losing where you were in the you know in the bigger picture uh, which is always again one of the downsides of a of this kind of shoebox app is that you can just to to go to another node you might lose where you are so we had already some kind of History type uh, features in agenda, but this makes it much easier yeah. yeah
0: yeah on on the Mac, I could see you know a feature where you hit uh, a keyboard shortcut if you're say you're on a um focus just one note uh to open all related uh notes uh in different windows but on iPad, you have the four window limit and you would uh, bump up against that real quick
1: um yeah yeah and on on uh, on the Mac actually if you hold your alt key alt mm-hmm. option key and just hit any anywhere where you see a note that immediately opens it in the window as well. Yeah. And um you know for technical reasons that's a little bit harder to do on, on iPad actually to if you would have a keyboard. Right. Um, but um so that's but then you dare, you naturally go more into drag and drop or or just use command O to to, to open something. But yeah. There's still some some things where we can improve things there. You know, yeah. Like some of those things.
0: Yeah, Commando is the one and only um, iPad keyboard shortcut as far as working with the Windows as uh, outside of the system ones, of course, like uh, Command-W.
1: Yeah, you know, you, you, we have some of the modifier keys that then you know, enforce it to be say either because by gen, by definition, but normally, if I would say open a note and then a bit later open the same note again, it would reuse the window. Mm-hmm. And it would be smart enough to say, "Oh, you got that already open." And so, if you, I believe, if it's, if you hold the shift key and come on, then it will enforce a new window. And so, there's also there's some of those shortcuts as well, um, you know, to to kind of enforce it to go into full screen. Um mode instead of hovering mode for so, so this intermediate states like the mail message mm-hmm. type what I just described, I think if you hold control uh, command o, o it will actually then really force it in a full screen window, so there are some of those even more kind of oh nice you know, uh, pro kind of uh keyboard shortcuts yeah if you, if, you, <laughs> if you wish, yeah what
0: are some of the windows that people may not even think about like uh Search like if you have a yeah, there's you know a set of notes that you you pull up via search or tags like what are some of the more unique ones outside of just like you know a you know a, a folder or um, um, a single note? No,
1: one of the one of that I like is for instance we have the tag browser so you can see all the tags and that you've used and um, as an overview and that you can now for instance nicely put either in a window or in a split view for instance mm-hmm. so you keep it next to your notes as a navigational tool, um, because if you select one, you can then basically have the other windows show the the notes for those tags. Um, But we also now have an option that you can actually then, say, select one or more of those tags and then actually, say, make a window from from that. So you would see all the notes that have those tags. Mm -hmm. And then if if you use that, for instance, very uh, frequently, that overview, as we call it, yeah, and you can even save that again into your sidebar. So it becomes kind of almost like a complete round trip where you you right. you start with the tag browser, you select a few tags, you make it into a window, and then you make the window into a sidebar item again. Which so being you, in the yeah, sidebar very,
0: makes it super easy to come back to that as a new window. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it becomes a uh, yeah a circular. Uh,
0: That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, external monitor, what is that experience like with Agenda seventeen on the iPad? I know I was probably one of the early beta testers that's like, uh, I know stage manager is really buggy. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it's not working quite yet, and it it is working now. (laughs) So what's experience like, and um, what kind of struggles do you have fighting against uh, early versions of Stage Manager?
1: Oh, yeah, well, don't get me started on those. (laughs) 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 And still, I mean, it works now, but that's thanks to basically a hack. Um, Yeah. But that has to do with the way we deal with the keyboard. I'll I'll, I'll get to that. But, no, I mean, it works much better now, and also with the, the external monitor, um it's actually very nice i mean it, it looks very clean very, very you know it's nice to, as a developer it's nice to see it that way you know and i've got yeah you this, could It's
0: it's fun like you have this huge agenda window it's like oh this feels so nice and yeah cozy. i have the studio
1: yeah. display you know the apple studio display and and I, if i connect it to my my ipad and you put your agenda window there it just looks amazing um although you know as as a mac user i i just can't fight the feeling that okay well you know this is basically replicating the mac yes. effectively <laughs> exactly um but it, it's it's you know, it's very nice and neat and and, and yeah, you know, it it's certainly if you're used to like an 11-inch iPad then then yeah, it's a it's a whole new world effectively. So yeah, it's very nice, yeah. And it works well and with Stage Manager yeah, like like we said, I mean, we had a loads of troubles in the beginning of um, oh, yeah, where it was just not working and one of the things that we really had troubles with is we have a a, keyboard, a bar above the keyboard. Um, yeah that where you have functions like inserting attachments and you know all images and um but also styling uh, so of bold uh, lists and what what have you and um that keyboard bar in stage manager was just disappearing you know and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then it becomes uh, you know it just doesn't work well um And I think there were actually in hindsight two types of problems. One was had to do with simply having multiple windows because we didn't have multiple windows in agenda. Right. Stage manager is kind of, even if your app doesn't support it, it's kind of Mm. faking. Mm-hmm. introducing the concept of windows to your app so um that that definitely played part of it so if switching between agenda uh, windows uh, it, the keyboard would not follow where you were etc so that was a bit tricky um but that that was resolved um and then we were still left where it worked everything in what is it 16.2 yeah. And then it broke again in 16.3 because the bar <laughs> just started disappearing again. And it's like, what's going on? And then actually, you know, we filed a bug, but actually in Xcode, you have this nice view where you can inspect your view hierarchy and you can t- turn it like one, you know, at 40, 45 degree angles and mm-hmm. then extract all those views and you can nicely see... And lo and behold, I could look, I could exactly see Apple's view that we're putting a nice <laughs> gray background in front of my keyboard bar. So um, and so <laughs> I, I've now yeah we had to introduce some hack that a hack that that detects that and then basically continuously tells that that parent view to say hey turn your background off please turn your background off. <laughs> So that's what it's actually doing um and now it works brilliantly but it's a bit yeah, of a shame that uh, that's filed that, uh, yeah yeah but it's it works and, and it works very nicely then in in stage manager and again you you can see that that's where the windowing mode really shines yeah yeah
0: So uh the Mac um also got updated multi window support there and that's kind of where this uh, started actually so what abilities on the Mac are there that you just can't do an iPad and you kind of wish one day the OS could, could change a bit to allow some of these interactions.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was talking about how, how in, in full screen um, or in external monitor, right. When you, when you use agenda on iPad with an external screen, it just looks amazing. But then there's things things that just as a, as a Mac user, a heavy Mac user just kind of annoys me, which is, um, you can't just make the screen exactly like, you know, just resize it like 20 pixels bigger. Right. It has to stick to standard sizes. Different, yeah. And then yeah. even even the live resizing still feels extremely clunky. Uh, you know, when, you, when you resize a window, it effectively feels like you're, you know, it's, it becomes all blurry. And then it it, it you know when you release, yeah. it will just snap to some say and then re you know kind of reload because it will switch to a different what Apple call size classes. So it, it, yeah. you know, this is not an iPhone, but now it's an iPad window. So um, yeah, that that just feels clunky to me. And also the fact that you can't just drag the window say. Anywhere on top of another one, yeah, and it has to stay on the side of it instead of, and sometimes it, but then when you add a window, it suddenly does allow you to overlap. So that, that all still feels very, uh, kind of immature to me as as something that the Mac has had for like 20 years or now. So yes, <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I really hope they, uh, allow us to do, um, kind of infinite, uh, sizes of windows and not force, yeah, we the size. have, the uh, size wise, kind of. Frustrating me at times. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Drew and I have a have a lot of discussions about it. And it feels like they it feels sometimes that the iPad had to reinvent the wheel um unnecessarily because you know, um so so for instance the cursor, you know, cursor behavior. Um that I think they know
0: the cursor and it like morphing the different things, it seems very that, uh, that's smart. N-
1: yeah. That's nice, but at the same time, especially also from programmer perspective, it's done in a way where you're like why had you why why did it have to be all kind of conceptually completely different approach for something that just works really well i mean because you could just you know you could just i everything at the 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 Mac does when it comes to cursor support there's nothing that prevents you from just adding that morphing and that snapping behavior yeah right but no it has to be all different and the same is with the windowing system and and, and what it feels like is that it was taken you know a, a group of people looked at it and say, okay, that's all nice, but we don't need all of this right right, uh, right now. So yeah. let's just strip it all, all out and make a simple version. And I think especially with when it comes to Windows, you now see that you then, in the longer run, start hitting problems because now Apple starts to effectively add things and add things and add things until you're basically back to with that complicated system that in the beginning you thought was way too over the, over yes. the top. And now they hit think, issues like, well... No, you can't actually just make the the window that size. It has to be either that size or that size, because our system doesn't work like that, and was yeah. never designed to have, you know, arbitrary sizes and right. kind of things. So, so I think this is where you see this kind of yeah, it's interesting an interesting kind of journey that they have to go through, where they you know they hit limits and. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit that, that ultimately gets you into a place where you wonder like, well, you know, this, this was solved like so long ago for the Mac and it still feels that clunky on an iPad. And, and, you know, these are the downsides of such a cycle, effectively. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, it's an interesting thing to see. And, and that's also certain things, especially for us, where you see so, where it's so contrasting because you make the same app on two platforms. Right you you can see things where you're like well it's missing pieces where you, where i really hope they will address them i mean as a especially as a developer we we get so little insight in certain things like i can't actually ask the system hey am i now in full screen mode am i in split view mode am i in uh hovering yeah, no window what mode doing, yeah. and and that's a shame because on the mac we have i have various things like If I open a note in a window, I just and I know it's only a single note in a window. I'm going to actually hide the bulky header on top. Mm -hmm. I'm going to um, and make it actually more optimized for that kind of one note window type scenario. Yeah, and and obviously I wanted to do that on iPad, but then I hit the issue where if I would now, if the user would now change take that window and change it to full screen mode using the three dots at the top right of the window. I would like to, of course, undo that, detect that, and say, now I want to see the whole window. Yeah. I'm not getting notified as a developer that that's happened, nor can I actually ask when this happens, and so, or what kind of window I am, I'm in, and so, yeah, that's a shame, because it means, you know, that you have just a a less nice user experience, And, and there's a, uh, yeah, a range of those kind of things that as a user you might not see, but as a developer it's very obvious that there is kind of missing functionality there that, that yeah. would be great to uh, to have because I can make a better app if I if I have that information. Yeah, I I
0: really hope they add this kind of stuff with the next stage manager update. Hopefully, uh, this later this year in the summer or even yeah, sooner. Yeah, very That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm very curious where they will take it. Um, in, in, you know, in in general, this this these directions and that's you know. Where does the iPad go? Um, what are which are they pushing to one end to the other end? Are they just adding more options? Are they? Yeah. I mean, is the opinion kind of you know when? Yeah. They dare to do an opinionated. Change of uh, of direction. This uh, that's always the the big questions around uh, the middle of the year, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. And it, sometimes it morphs uh, throughout the summer as I get feedback.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, my my main gripe is still, and actually, it it prevents me from using my iPad more than I want. <laughs> I was starting saying that I always fight with my kids, but uh, I I still I still can't wait for them to add decent account management. Yeah, you know where. It's just so frustrating to have an iPad that is kind of partially locked down for my, that my kids use, right. where I, you know, where it couldn't just switch to my account when I just put my finger on the, you know, on the touch touch ID. Yeah, or the
0: accounts you know. thing. I, I would love some way to have like you know different faces and it unlocks depending on who you know exactly. Which, yeah, mean, that stuff should be there. It's so yeah.
1: obvious, and 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 I would. Yeah, that would definitely make me use my iPad a lot more because now I'm I'm often hitting these kind of oh no, I have to disable screen time, or, yes, or, or, or other things, and it's like crazy, you know, like and yeah, you quickly get to like well, never mind, I'll, I'll just walk over to my Mac or something, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, that's also because I, I mainly work from home, so on the road it's a bit different, than you have your own iPad, right. It feels, um, yeah, I'm really missing part that I would love to see happen. Yeah.
0: On the Mac, you guys introduced, um, like, a formatting palette uh, window, like a toolbar window type thing. Is And I imagine, I've never seen this on iPad. I love these, like, toolbar palettes, these floating windows associated with the main app. Is that something just impossible to have, like, an associated window that talks to a different window in that way?
1: It's not impossible because you like the. That's what I mentioned with the tag browser. You can you can open that in a window and then if you select some some a tag, you could say, "Oh, show me the notes for this tag in the yeah. other scene." So it can be done. Um, it's not really. I don't think a scene is is really meant to be this kind of. You know, a kind of a palette window, basically. Right, like uh,
0: having a floating window where I slugged bold on the floating window, and it talks to your main note window would be you know, inelegant on iPad. Uh, yeah, it would yeah. be
1: harder, and, and probably you would. If I would go about and implement it, I would rather say um, have the actual the actual window contain a view that ha- on that's on hovering on top, and so basically limited to within the bounds of that window. Instead of saying it, it's really a floating window that you can place anywhere, um, but I mean that's a, that's an interesting thing because the that's why we went for the keyboard bar. I mean that that then that's again one of these things where you see the iPad evolve, where at first it makes total sense, but now you have a situation where you actually do have a hardware keyboard. You then still need that bar at the bottom. Yeah, um, and and so yeah. It, that's where it's sometimes you have these these kind of tensions, I would say. Um, but I, I agree, it would be nice to have those kind of windows as well. Actually, yeah. Basically, what on the Mac I think they call them uh, auxiliary windows or something help effectively mm-hmm. helper windows. Right, yeah. And and so you could t- see that work well on on iPad too. Yeah,
0: especially uh, I can imagine the scenario of external monitor. You have your main main window on external monitor, and you have all your little palette tool windows on the iPad screen where you're just tapping the, the palettes, you know, and then working on the external uh, with yeah. the keyboard mouse. That could it's be interesting. Almo-
1: yeah. It's almost like, um, although that, that seems to go nowhere, but the touch bar above the yes, keyboard exactly. on the Mac. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, <laughs> yep. so you, have, you have this. And actually I find that interesting too, because even on the Mac where we introduced this palette, effectively, what I did there was take the code from the keyboard bar, Uh, which is already kind of supposed to deal with, depending on which note you're, you know, you have a single instance and depending on which note you're working in, it will affect Mm -hmm. that one. Um, That now, because I went on Mac, uh, you know, I I needed that same kind of approach. If you have a single little palette, then it should work on whichever note you're currently editing in. So uh, I basically almost threw away the, the code I had on a Mac and took that keyboard bar, but just made it in the form of a window. So it's, it's, it's true that it's, it's just a different appearance, but effectively the same thing.
0: Yeah. And on the Mac, there's the same, the same way you get into new windows on iPad carries over the Mac. There's a button on each note, and the little triple dot thing has an option to open a new window. Uh, is it drag and drop? Does that exist on the Mac or are there different ways on the Mac that you open uh, new windows?
1: No, on, on the Mac it's, it's. Uh, well, there are some more, you rely more on like modifier keys. Mm-hmm. So if I if I hold, I think, command and then double click the header of the note, it will also do it. And there's okay. a bunch of these kind of more Mac-like shortcuts. Yeah. But drag and drop doesn't really work because it doesn't have the concept of uh, dragging something to the edge of the screen and then making uh, it yeah. large. And also it doesn't support that kind of transition easily. Uh, I'm sure you could hack it together probably if you would detect that it gets near the end, but that's a lot of... Uh, yeah, I don't think it's so intuitive either. I mean, this is the model that Apple um, has made work on iPad and then uses in its own apps, and that's how people learn, learn what, it, what can yeah. be done and what's kind of the, the way it should be done. And uh, in general, if you move... If you port the behavior on one platform to the other, it doesn't always get used a lot. Right. Because they simply don't expect it to to work like that. Like the classic one is having double-tap you know like on the mac you do so many things with double clicking right know, but and on, there's no on, double tapping it's like yeah, I, yeah yeah and 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 you know double tap okay people can use it and there are some it's supported in some places in agenda but in general people are not going to try to instinctively try double tapping to do something right. like, most things and on on the mac double clicking is kind of the first thing you would try to, yes. to on on something so um, yeah cuz on ipad there's no hover with the finger so
0: like exactly. yeah you you click yeah, yeah of course it's it's gonna many instances do what a double click would do or I guess yeah. not yeah I don't know yeah yeah, yeah
1: and it's also it, it, and even the hover indeed it's also uh, it's much harder to discover what, when something is is you know. Clickable because on a Mac it instantly turns color when you move over it. You're like, oh wait, this this is something I yeah, can the, interact with. They
0: need uh, to introduce little um, things you can put on your fingertips, or it can just recognize <laughs> when you're hovering with your fingers, like you could Apple Pencil to like yeah, exactly. to hover yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that,
1: that makes yeah. the iPad not always easy because you have these different modes, right? So, mm-hmm. for instance, the classic one is um, the sidebar is, is, I think, it's 44 pixels for each item, which makes it much more spacious than on the Mac. Um, and then, But if people are using a, a pointer or a trackpad or, or an Apple Pencil, then you could easily have the same kind of density of information, but because you don't know whether somebody's going to use it with its finger, or with his finger, or with you know, with a pencil, you, you can, you still, it feels still very, you know, large for relatively yeah. speaking, the sidebar compared to the Mac, for instance. And so, right. yeah, those are the trade offs that you um, that you have to deal with on iPad more than on the Mac, where you're like, well, people are going to use, uh, you know, and uh, they're going to use their mouse, so you know, you know, it doesn't. Need, this is the resolution right. that they can point at things fit. And so it will be also in that sense a very interesting if Apple ever does a touchscreen Mac whether then, you know, it makes it even more like iPad and Mac coming yes. together. Right? Yes,
0: yeah. So um, another tweak to agenda with version 17 and it's the business model. And a while ago... Um. So the app started with this uh, very awesome way of getting premium features, where you buy the premium features, you get twelve months worth of updates, you keep those. If you want more premium features, you buy another round of twelve months, and then I believe last year you guys introduced a subscription, which gives you a discount over the um, that method of just updating when you want the new features, um, and. Same thing with the, when you cancel it, the subscription, you keep the features from what, up, up until you paid. Um, yeah. You've tweaked this model and kind of what, what kind of, what's the new model and how did you guys go about this?
1: Yeah. So we made, made two changes. Um, you know, D- Drew and I, you know, we were a small, it was we were basically two people. and um, And ultimately it means that you have to come up with a business model that It gives you the flexibility to pick business models um, the way you feel is fair. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you also yeah you have to make a living and able to keep supporting Agenda, right? So this is the balance you're playing with. And so from the very start, we said okay, we don't like subscriptions. That's what what we said. Um, And actually, and that's why we came up with this model that isn't wasn't an auto renewing subscription in the beginning that you described. And then we, in a way, realized, well, our problem wasn't so much with subscriptions. It's it's with the fact that a subscription can hold your hostage effectively, right? Yes. In the sense that... Um, it's often you know a subscription, but most of the time it's actually rental because you mm-hmm. you get the features as long as you pay. Yeah, and then they use that as a kind of uh, you know hostage over you to say, hey, uh, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if you stop paying and then you lose everything. Bye, you know. So you're kind of like, okay, if I want to hold, you know, if I want to keep using this, then I have to stay paying, and that's the part that we really didn't like. Um, so so. Because what we realized is actually this model that you describe. Uh, we got unanimous feedback that people love it. Um, they find it indeed much fairer, um, and yeah, it works for us. Except that we also we what we started getting as a feedback from even from really good friends to say, "Oh, well, I use your app," but you know, actually, we never get reminded to actually pay. And so, so, so we had friends that were using the app and still using the app, but basically they did that round that you described maybe once or twice. Yeah. And then like, well, if I have to do this every year, it's a hassle, and you know, it's uh, and you never remind me. So there was people that simply didn't pay anymore. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's bad for the app because if we if we don't get enough income, we have to we're forced to do something else. And right. so And so that's why we decided. Okay, let, let's you know make at least this auto renewing aspect that's not what we have a problem with because mm-hmm. what our model is is that if you stop paying you will keep everything that you have bought up to that point so um the, yeah if you and, wanted
0: to you could um subscribe cancel and subscribe again when you want the new features yeah. and um, that's, yeah exactly
1: yeah. and that's fine um but we wanted to certainly to address those people that say hey we I want to pay um, but but you know I I have stopped doing it because I don't feel like putting my you know having to be reminded every every exactly. year etc. And yeah. So and so so that's why. And the other thing was that it's it's it was it's different from what most apps do. So it's still not that easy to explain to people. Certainly the aspect of okay you buy what's there now. So all these features that are there you will get them. You can keep them uh, forever. Um, and then you even get twelve months of. Of features of in the next twelve months that we release, people are started like, oh, "How does this work?" and and everything. And then you start realizing, and that's also why we made that last change to say, "Well, like, yeah. oh, essentially, this is just a subscription." Right? Yes, I mean that's how a subscription, a yearly subscription, work because we only offer a yearly subscription. Right. You pay what's there now, and yeah, the subscription lasts a year. So obviously, everything that comes in that year is, is yours, right? Yes. so that 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 makes it nothing actually different the only difference is that it automatically renews but like you say if you do, if you buy a subscription and you cancel it you know because you're not sure yet whether next year you want to continue paying for it and that's fine and you keep everything in it and nothing is different from how it worked it's just simpler to explain yeah um because it's just a subscription where if you cancel you keep everything that you have that's effectively how it how it works. Um, yeah, and
0: that makes total sense. And the move to that versus just the, the pay, and you know, hopefully they remember the pay again. to Yeah, get new and features. also people.
1: And the other big thing for us was that we got quite a few people asking, "I'd like to try the features." Yeah, um, and so that was one thing that we couldn't do because once you give them away, you couldn't then retake them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and managing that because that was Apple has the trial. Set up, but it's all tied to subscriptions. Right. And so now it actually works this way and you can try for seven days, see, and, it, and if you cancel then, you won't get charged. And you, I mean, that, that's the idea, right? So yeah. in fact, every subscription starts as a trial. So um, you always get this first seven days. Is this actually what I was looking for? Um, which we also liked um, and helps us also convince people to try it out um, first. And then the other thing we did is to say, well, if you you know if you don't like subscriptions, is there a way how you can avoid them? And that's why we now also introduced this lifetime premium option. So you can also say, well, I, I'm gonna just buy once, and of course it's more expensive, but then mm-hmm. basically you will get everything in the future uh, without paying ever again. Um, which starts to pay off, I think, after uh, effectively the equivalent of a three-year subscription. So yeah
0: how so, uh, how hard was it to decide that um that price point for the lifetime to to balance? We don't want everyone, or maybe you do. You probably don't want everyone doing lifetime. Otherwise, you're gonna have to continually try to get new customers so you continue to have revenue. Um, versus yeah.
1: yeah. I'm, I'm... It's it's the like, it's again it's a discussion where you say oh what do we think is fair? Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, it doesn't make sense to say well it's the equivalent of two years, but it's I think it's in the order of three and a half or four years. Okay, three and a half years, I think. Yeah, yeah. In between three and four. And so to to us that felt fair. It's it's you've been long enough with us, um, um, and you've been supporting us, and you've basically been at the equivalent of three times renewing. Or um, and, and so it feels that that's a fair point where you can say, you know, at this point, you know, we're happy to, uh, you know, to give you the rest for, uh, for, for free for as long mm-hmm. as we are making this app and as yeah. long as you are using the app. Um, and, the, you know, that, yeah, it's a little bit, you know, gut feeling effectively, let's yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. But it felt like a good point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, one of the other big changes is moving to a single subscription that's iOS and Mac, which uh, makes sense to me, even though I'm iPad only, because as you mentioned, the multi-window support, it, it spawned from a desire on the Mac and it, it's like, oh, this also works on iPad. So development work on one platform directly affects the other. But was it hard to make that decision to um, to make it a single versus the dual
1: uh, well, you know, it's funny how these things go because you, you, there's a you, you get all these we, t- we between Drew and me we discuss all these things are the options are we going to stick with it and and there was a certainly a desire to simplify things I think uh, it was largely driven this as well like I mm-hmm. said people going to getting confused by what does it mean is this a subscription is it not a subscription it's kind of a, it sounds like a subscription but you you say it's not and so, so it, yeah. there's all these kind of discussions and you start. You, you you start every time going one step back and say, but, but you should we then actually still have this 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 kind of discrimination between iOS only and uh, and Mac and iOS and uh, even that is a confusing thing. And what we noticed is that first, so on the Mac there is only one. We felt that if you there was always on the Mac if you bought it, it would include iOS as right. well. So there, there was on the Mac. There was only one option, but on iOS we felt like, well, if somebody's only using it on an iPhone, then it's a pretty steep price point, right? Right. So that's why we decided to have this split on iOS. You could choose, but what we saw there is that there were quite a few people, a lot of people actually, that bought it first on iPhone iOS and then. Um, decided came to back to us and say, can I add the Mac now as well? So <laughs> that was one thing that we noticed. And actually some people then got, got frustrated that it didn't include it or, uh, you know, it was there was all, also confusion there. But when we started thinking about it, we also said, well, it's actually a, a little bit unfair that if you have, say, an iPhone and an iPad that, you know, for $14 or something, it would be the equivalent, uh, you know, of... Forty dollars if somebody has a Mac and an iPhone, while right. the iPad is becoming so Mac-like. Yes, you know that is, and in fact, if you then start digging into the numbers, you actually see that you know those people that really you know use Agenda, you know, the way it's kind of meant, is that on iPad and that don't have a Mac usually are an iPad. So yeah, it, it feels like the, the iOS, is, uh, the iPhone is really a companion. It's great for lookup, but mm-hmm. realistically, you're not going to sit there. Uh, Take huge notes on during a meeting on an iPhone. I think. Um, Yeah. And so we said, okay. Yeah, it's interesting because
0: yeah, the iPhone is the companion, and there's no way to say have an iPad subscription versus an iPhone only subscription.
1: Um, Yeah, that would be interesting, like
0: to have iPad and iOS or Mac and iOS. Yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah, so so mm-hmm. I think we, originally we we kind of saw this kind of uh, the scenario we had in mind when we started was like okay, okay you have a Mac and you have an iPhone, um, but in what if somebody only has an iPhone? Yeah, and then and then you say like well, but it, those should get it cheaper, and but the the in the meantime two things happen. You start realizing like is somebody who really only has a single iPhone really our target user because it's great to keep note-taking, but is it realistic that that person sees the value so much that he's willing to pay right. the prices for the premium features, etc., which are anyway coming less, are at least less effective on, on iPhone in a way than on, on a Mac or an right. iPad. And then you say, okay, well, so that's one thing is, is that if, are these people, will those people even really pay if they only use Agenda only on the iPhone? And then, Because iPhone and iPad, iOS and iPad OS are kind of the same app, without you realizing, you say, you give people the opportunity to say, oh, if I have only an iPhone and I have an iPad, then I still can take the lower price point, the iPhone, (laughs) and get everything there. And so we didn't think that was fair compared to an iPhone and a Mac, which is effectively the same combination. Yeah. You start getting into this discussion. You start looking at who is really buying the app, for who who really sees the value. Well, the, the people with that really see the value either have a Mac or an iPad. Yes, and then usually in combination with an iPhone. And then um, and then you say like, let, let's simplify it. Like let, you know, the these people that have a Mac or an iPad will see the value of the app. Also, they so will see the value, be it. Because of the features, or even being, be it because they want to support us as a as a small independent team that builds this app that that you use every day, um, and we want to, I want to make sure that that team stays around, being able to focus on it. So that's uh, that's also one of the reasons why I introduced a lifetime uh, pack mm-hmm. because we see a lot of people mainly from that kind of background coming yeah. to us. Like uh, I want to make sure that you guys keep on working on it. And um, and we said let's let's just simplify it in a way. And make, yeah. Because, uh, a single thing. Don't worry about Mac or iOS because in practice, any you know almost everybody has both anyway. So right. Um, yeah. So makes let's, sense. Let's make it simpler. Yeah. Well, anything we didn't touch on or cover that you'd
0: like to before we wrap it up? Oof. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no i i think we've discussed a lot already um but I, i'm i'm curious how like you say we the, the type of thing that intrigues me is is how the mac and the ipad will will continue to coexist how they will mm-hmm. coexist uh and for a dev- as a developer also the, the 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 overlap and the differences that will steer a lot of how you know how we have to develop our agenda in, in the future as well um yeah, in different formats. factors. I hope
0: iPad may be getting bigger as well soon, so we'll see how that affects yeah, things. And,
1: yeah, and I certainly hope that Apple, you know, um, as they, you know, as they come closer, that it will, uh, you know, that they will choose to make it also more open to developers um, rather than closed, which is always our biggest. pet peeve. we came from you know the Mac got you know gradually like gets a bit closed down in some places. Um but the iPad should, you know, should come from the other side and should open yes. up and and, and and I really hope that Apple adds those you know, more of those kind of features behind that, that the user doesn't see, but that gives us more power in a way to decide, you know, okay, we can optimize the user experience here because we know where your you know cursor is on the screen, for yes. instance. Or you know, or we, we know in which kind of window you are, um, you know, so that we can have more you know, more, more control over the user experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's how I hope Apple will, uh, will add um, in the future.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So um, where can people find more information about agenda?
1: Uh, the easiest way is to go to agenda.com, uh, our website. So th- from there, you find the links to on whichever platform you are to the app store um, and, and find all the information uh, as well, and and then we also have the uh, community. So that's agenda which is where all uh, all users are, uh, where we place all you know articles on how to use it, uh, where you can keep up to date, where you can discuss and ask questions to other users, uh, how to get started, uh, and these kind of things.
0: Excellent, yeah, and then yeah. Free to download, and then there's now a seven day trial. If you want to try out all the premium stuff that uh, exactly. that I've been yep. really enjoying, that, because you guys have been adding to it uh, year after year, and it's some good stuff in there at this point. Yeah,
1: and uh, that's the thing. I mean, we, we started this in 2018, uh, and uh, we're still going through the list of things <laughs> that uh, that 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 were already features then that we wanted to see and that others wanted to see, and and we keep on cracking on. I mean, uh, the next, Drew is already working on adding uh, past. Passwords, uh, you know, the possibility to add passwords to your notes. So you, again, with the kids in mind, yes, <laughs> or, or or you know, curious colleagues or anything. But yep. um, that's another one. And like you know, there's a whole series of these kind of things that we still we uh, will be keep on uh, going through. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, Alex, for your time. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome. To you know, it's a pleasure.
0: Well, that was my interview with Alex. Learn more at www.agenda.com. My thanks to Alex for his time recording this episode, and my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. You can support this podcast over at patreon.com slash Pros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.